0: Great show. Really, uh, I mean, you know, we get into the uh, the mask mandates. I mean, why don't we have a bourbon mandate? Seriously, something we could all get behind. And good for the kids, too. We get into that a little bit. <laughs> also, what the, um, uh, what the federal government did on Friday with the banks and how it affects you. This is information you're not going to get anyplace else and is really critically important. Today, you don't want to miss a second of the podcast.
1: You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program.
0: We in America have something called the First Amendment, and it is on the ropes. But I want to show you a glimpse of what happens when you don't have the First Amendment. Canada is we've always looked at Canada as like a little mini America. Um, And it is really, truly becoming that we are becoming much more like Canada and we are not standing for the Bill of Rights. But I want to show you where that leads you. Ezra Levant is with us. He is the founder of Rebel News and the host of The Ezra Levant Show. He brought a a big Canadian story to my attention, and I want him to uh, tell you the story. Ezra, welcome.
2: Thanks very much, Glenn. Uh, I have to tell you, I have some bad news since we last communicated. Yesterday, another Christian pastor was arrested in the province of Manitoba. Two Another Christian pastor was jailed in the province of New Brunswick. We're almost at 10... Christian pastors who have been jailed, none of them have done any crimes, none of them have broken the law, they simply opened their churches during the lockdown. Walmart is open, Costco is open, we're coming up on 10 pastors who have been imprisoned, and the worst case is the other fellow who's about to join us, Pastor Arthur Pavlovsky. Not only has he been jailed, but now a court has ordered him That whenever he says something contrary to government policy, whether it's in a church sermon or in the media or on Twitter or Facebook, he must immediately read a government-drafted script rebutting and rebuking and disclaiming himself. He must denounce himself immediately. After criticizing the government on lockdowns, it's incredible to believe, but a court
0: has ordered. Oh that. my gosh! Pastor Arter is uh, joining us now. Um, Pastor, how are you, sir? Good. Thank you very much for having me on. You bet. If, can you just read what you're supposed to say every time you speak?
3: Well, pretty much what he is ordering me to say is that masks do work, that majority of the medical profession agree that social distancing works, that vaccinations are saving lives. You know, the typical two-year right now bombardment left and right that we are receiving straight from communism, China. As you can tell, I grew up behind the Iron Curtain under the boots of the Soviets. I've seen those show trials on television when I was growing up, where uh, an individual would be brought before the justice system, of course, without justice. It was all a show. And he was commanded somewhere in the middle of the trial uh, to read the script, uh, telling how amazing socialism is, how amazing communism is. And and that's exactly what we're seeing right now. In Canada, compelled speech, just like in China, Soviet, Russia, North Korea. I mean, it's unbelievable what is happening to a free, free and democratic society. Of course, I'm not going to do it. I didn't do it. I refuse to do it.
0: So good for you. Um, y- you have also been um, uh, sentenced to, I think, 21 days in prison and told you could not travel until 2023.
3: That's exactly right. You see, I spent four months in your beautiful country touring around and talking at different conferences, different political parties, rallies, and churches. And the judge was observing, the government here was observing what I was doing. And because of this amazing um, response that I received all over the country, I would speak to ten, fifteen thousand 15,000 people, the judge and the government is so terrified of the popularity that i have gained that he is banning me i'm a prisoner political prisoner in the province of alberta for 18 months he is not allowing me to leave my province for a year and a half
0: ezra what the hell is happening
2: well i want to say one thing glenn you might find what pastor arthur says hard to believe like could that possibly be true? Is he possibly exaggerating? And I want to let you know that we've put the 12-page court ruling on a website, firethejudge.com. You can see where I stand on the issue. But read it for yourself. The judge is outraged by two things, by three things that Pastor Arthur did. He's outraged that he's opened the church, okay? But he specifically rages that Pastor Arthur warned other churches in America. He's been tracking pastor arthur he saw that pastor arthur met with a governor and had a selfie he specifically rages against that in the ruling so he says how can i stop that oh i know i'll ban him from leaving the jurisdiction for 18 months it's almost like house arrest and then he says well pastor arthur went on fox news and spoke to millions of americans how can i stop media interviews if i have him forced to stay in the jurisdiction he can still do media interviews how can i thwart that oh i know i will require him to self-denounce after every public utterance and if he does not do these two things back to jail he goes you might think nah, that can't be but the judge actually wrote out hand wrote <laughs> this script that pastor arthur must say you can find the 12-page ruling at fire the com, And where's the civil liberties folks? Where's the silence? Where's the media who should support freedom of speech should support the right to disagree. They're cheering for this. I think we're in dark days, Glenn. And don't think this ain't coming for America. Yes, you have that first amendment protection, but if you don't use it, you will
0: lose it. Pastor. Um, Are you going to get in trouble for being on this program?
3: Well, you see, the reality of my life right now is just like behind the Iron Curtain. Right now, actually, I am living behind the Iron Curtain in Canada. I can be arrested right now. They can smash the doors to my office and I can be arrested, handcuffed, thrown in prison as we speak right now. Because since the ruling last Wednesday, I am obliged, commanded by the state and the corrupted judge to recite a party line. And, of course, I'm not part of the Communist Party of Canada. Therefore, I will not recite their lies. I am a pastor. I refuse to speak lies. I refuse to preach lies. And, uh, by the way, they have CNN reporters for that and CBC reporters for that. They don't really need me. Uh, for that mm-hmm. job. Uh, so I refuse to do it. I can be arrested at any moment right now since last Wednesday when he pronounced that ruling
0: You know Stolz Nietzsche who i I know you're aware of uh, Wrote, uh, I think it was live not by lies uh, something like that um, And he said that's the one thing that all soviet citizens can do to push back is to not repeat the lies Not to sit for them, not to if you're hearing them, you get up and walk out. You're you're not to sit in your uh, your church. You're not to sit in your office when they say, hey, you have to do this. You have to do that. You have to say white people are racist. Whatever it is that you do not believe is true. You must get up, walk out, be polite and just say. I'm not standing for this because these things are lies. And the most important thing is what you just said. I'm not going to say what they want me to say, because it's not true.
3: That's exactly right. Here's a, a beautiful quote that really touched my heart in the past week from George R.R. R. Martin. When you tear out a man's tongue, you are not proving him a liar. You're only telling the word that you fear what he might say this case this sham of a court ruling and it is just a show trial trying to force free canadians to bow to take a knee before a totalitarian medical tyranny and i just simply as a pastor as a christian refuse to do it they can lock me up but my imprisonment, my, my political imprisonment will yell even louder from the jail cell until hopefully Canadians will wake up. And I hope that great American eagle will rise up again, start flapping its wings and come to the rescue. You've done it before. You came to rescue Europe during the first and the second war. We need America to rise up once again.
0: I uh, wouldn't count on that. Um, I think we have a we'd be better off putting our eggs in the god basket than the america basket because i don't see america doing much um pastor um how can we help you
3: well you can go to fire dot com i mean that's a huge uh, powerful pressure on those crooks fire the dot com there is also uh, a complaint that you can launch against um this judge uh, that will go to the commission um so you can go over there if you want to directly help us but you know what i do i feed thousands of people on the streets of calgary people can go to www.streetchurch.ca and they can support us to do what we want to do we just want to be left alone and feed the poor clothe the sick you know, heal the sick and clothe the naked. And we have a halfway housing as well for the homeless people. And that's what I want to do. I don't want to do any politics. I'm not a politician according, you know, to their standards. I'm just a God's ambassador. I want to do what God is telling me to do, to preach the gospel, feed the poor, and be left alone from a totalitarian regimes. But it looks like they don't want to give me that courtesy. So I have to stand up and fight if people want to be part of that. Uh, they can go to our website streetchurch.ca
0: streetchurch.ca um and uh firethejudge.com Ezra thank you for bringing this to our attention um let us know how we can help
2: we'll do Glenn thanks for shining a light on it i believe you've shown more interest in this case from a civil liberties point of view Unfortunately, than any Canadian journalist has. So I thank you for that. Jeez,
0: is there is there anyone in Canada that is looking like they're waking up to this? Is there any groundswell it, at it, all?
2: I, I, there is, but it's in not in any institution. It's grassroots people. Yeah. Every government and opposition, every corporate media, every law professor, every judge, every. College of Physicians and Surgeons, they're unanimous on the other side. That's what makes this judge's order so weird. Why do they need Pastor Arthur to say what every other voice is saying? Does this judge really think that we haven't heard the dominant narrative on the mm-hmm. lockdown? And, and Of course he knows everyone has. It's not that people are haven't heard the message and they need to hear it from Pastor Arthur. It's all about making Pastor Arthur bend the knee and bow down to the new priesthood the new superstition anthony fauci is is the pope now and it's not about it it's about breaking his spirit and making him put the government atop everything else that's why they're demanding he renounce himself it's i think it is communistic it's like a yes.
1: Maoist struggle session
0: it is ezra thank you so much god bless thanks glenn bye-bye all
1: right uh I'm at firethejudge.com now, and they have the actual full document. And so he has uh, three days in prison, which was fully satisfied. order to pay a fine of $23,000. Um, he is going to be placed on 18 months probation. He must remain in the province of Alberta during this period of probation unless he obtains the consent of his probation officer. And then what he talked about, I mean, it's right here in black and white. The final term of his probation order will be that he is exercising his right of free speech against health orders. He must uh, indicate his communications in the following. I am also aware that the views I am expressing to you on this occasion may not be the views held by the majority of medical experts in Alberta. While I may disagree with them, I am obliged to inform you that the majority of medical experts favor social distancing, mask wearing, and avoiding large crowds to reduce the spread of COVID-19. Most medical experts also support participation in a vaccination program unless for a valid religious or medical reason you cannot be vaccinated. Vaccinations have been shown statistically to save lives to reduce the severity of COVID-19 symptoms. Good heavens. I mean, they literally wrote a script for this guy to have to read every time he he speaks publicly. Unbelievable.
0: Mm. No, no, no. Another courageous voice. So I am trying to eat healthier and I am. But the thing is, I don't like healthy food. I don't like any of it. You've heard of a fat suit, right? I mean, there's got to be. When are we getting a skinny suit? Something that will make me look skinny because I just want treats all the time. I grew up in a bakery for the love of Pete. The bad news is no skinny suit is coming. You actually have to do the work, blah, blah, blah. That's why I am eating Built Bars. It satisfies my sweet tooth, but it's a protein bar, but not like, you know, that's like eating stuff at the bottom of my chalkboard, usually. This is 100% real chocolate. It's low carb, low sugar. If I'm eating a protein bar as a treat, come on, you gotta know it's good. And I am. Mint, brownie, cookies, and cream, the new flavors that are coming out all the time, they're fantastic. Go to BuiltBar.com and Use the promo code BEC15 for 15% off your order. Your mouth is going to water just looking at them. Trust me, builtbar.com. Promo code BEC15. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. And don't forget, rate us on iTunes. I told you 10 years ago, chaos would be the operative word When you stopped recognizing your country, you would see it fall into chaos and there would be agents of chaos, people that would do anything they could to create more chaos. We are seeing that right now. Chaos is everywhere and it seems as though the government of the United States and some Uh, State governors and uh, state agencies are adding to the chaos. Uh, When you say we're going to defund the police, you're adding to the chaos. It doesn't do anyone, especially at the lowest rungs of the ladder, any good to defund the police. As you see, crime is going up. Now we add to it a vaccine mandate. How many cops are being lost now because of this? We have in Chicago, the mayor of Chicago says that the police union just opposing the city's vaccine mandate is trying to induce an insurrection. So now you're a traitor to your country. Well, Robert LeMay has been on the uh, police force. He's actually been a Washington state patrolman for uh, 22 years. He has been honored with multiple awards, the Red Cross Real Life Hero Award, the Washington State Police Commission Award. He won that twice. Washington State uh, Patrol Commercial Vehicle Division Trooper of the Year in 2007, 2008, 2009. Uh, He is a remarkable guy now leaving because of the mandate. He's in Yakima, Washington, and here's what his sign off sounded like at the end of his final shift on sunday
4: this is my final sign off um, after 22 years of serving the citizens of the state of washington i um, being asked to leave because i am dirty um, numerous fatalities um, injuries i've worked sick i've played sick um, we buried lots of friends over these years i'd like to thank you guys i'd like to thank the um, citizens of yakima county as well as my fellow officers within the valley. Without you guys I wouldn't have been very successful and you've kept me safe and got me home to my family every night. Um, Thank you for that. Um, Wish I could say more, but um, this is it. So State 1034, this is the last time you'll hear me in a state patrol car. And Jay Ansley can kiss my ass.
0: Robert Lemay, the former Washington State Trooper that you just heard sign off, joins us now. Hi, Robert. How are you?
4: Hi, Glenn, and I can verify that. I remember you talking about that ten years ago, and I'll be dang, it's
0: happening. It's crazy, isn't it? I wish I were wrong. It's insane. Yeah,
4: I I wish you were too.
0: Yeah. So, Robert, um, thank you for listening for all these years, uh, and thank you for what you've done as a Washington State Trooper. You guys truly are amazing um you know there are bad people in my business there are bad people in the bakery business there are bad people in the cop business uh but the vast majority is good so thank you for being one of the good guys why did you decide you're welcome why did you decide to leave instead of taking the vaccine
4: well when this all started and i apologize i'm actually in a santa can right now on a construction site this construction site believes in what's going on so much but they're like, you go do your interview, and I found the safest, quietest place I could do it. So I apologize for the echo right now. But, uh, what is it I'm with people doing interviews with?
0: Right now. Hang on, what is it with people doing interviews in the bathroom? Laura, uh, go, Laura Logan just did a TV interview from a bathroom in an airplane with me last week, and now you and a Santa can. <laughs> so uh,
4: I don't know. I don't All know. right. So I just so we we talked about this. We kind of saw this stuff coming: the mandates, the vaccines, and we um, my wife and I were worried about Christians and we're like you know something this just doesn't right so we prayed about it and you no know, we're like nope we're not doing this so we started reading more into the vaccines we knew people that were getting the vaccines and the weird side effects from uh, we knew some people that have actually lost full-term uh, babies um, uh, co-workers that actually would collapse um, I've got one detective friend of mine who's actually on a hot heart monitor now he's 37 years old um, just crazy stuff so, we started seeing this, and I'm like, there's no way I'm doing this. Well, then I started doing the research. I'm also a drug recognitions expert, so I do a lot with um, neurological things, pharmacology, so on and so forth. So I started reading the science. I'm like, you know, this makes no sense either, reaching out to professionals that I knew that were telling me the same thing. So I'm like, you know, this isn't going to happen. So I made a stand. Um, I got on a Jason Arantz's show. Um, somebody actually reached out to me. and I told him the same thing. I said, look, I- I'm not... I'm not going to do this. I'm willing to get fired. And my group of people that I worked with, um, I'm old enough to be their dad. You know, I, like I said, I remember eight track players and they have no idea what that is. So, um, yeah, so I just, I made a stand. Well, uh, this, this evolved, they said, Hey, look, we're going to take religious exemptions. Cool. So myself and, uh, numerous other employees throughout the state, DOT, uh, everybody, we put in these things. Well, it took them forever to get back, and they said, well, we recognize your religious exemption. That's fantastic. The problem is is that we don't have any jobs for you, so you're fired anyways. Furthermore, they threw on top of this, oh, since the separation is not because you, you really can't do your job, um, it just you just can't do it under these terms, we're not going to give you any unemployment. So basically, um, my last day, I walked out with my boots, um, we have you know, holiday credits and things we can comp out. They're so overloaded right now. They're saying it's probably a minimum of 90 days before you get that back. Um, just for prior to going on this construction site here, um, I was watching other videos of my, my coworkers um, quitting, retiring, leaving. It's insane. We've been nothing but lied to from the state of Washington, um, from Governor James Lee's office, as well as our command staff, John Batiste. They've all lied to us. Um, our union has failed us. Um, we have no other options. So, um, it started off with about 300, <clears throat> excuse me, at least, uh, troopers. And then it kind of dwindled down to, I think the final numbers yesterday was 74. So our chief actually sent out a big document saying, basically, you know, I want to say success, but the way it came out is we were successful. Those of you who stayed, thank you. And they feel like we're replaceable. So it's, it's not a big deal to them. Um, luckily I've got enough friends out there that I've been very supportive. Like I said, I, I've, you've probably seen it's what 1.5 million likes or something like that. I've yeah, been talking yeah. to people throughout the world. I mean, England was calling me yesterday, which is pretty cool. Um, the generosity has been phenomenal. Like I said, I'm on a job site. Somebody's taking my spot so I can actually do this interview. The owner of this company is Puget sound executive services, uh, Bob Rondo. And I've known him for years. He's like, don't worry, man, I'll get you somewhere so you can get your feet down. So that's why I'm here right now. But, um, that's what kind it's of started amazing. it. My wife supported me. Um, my family supported me. It, it, it's a tough road, but there's a lot of people that have it worse than me.
0: We have to start hiring people like you. Um, you know, I said earlier we need a parallel economy. Um, we need to begin to gather in areas where we're like minded. Uh, that's what they do, they're, they're like a hive. Uh, And they just take over cities. Well, we need to start doing this, too, and start picking places to live and hiring people like you. If anyone is hiring, uh, you know, for cops, and I would say here in Texas is a good place. Florida would probably be a good place. Um, We need to we need to hire people uh, like Robert. Are you guys willing to move? Do you want to go do a cop thing
4: again? Well, this this is kind of where I'm at. So I grew up in Keller, Texas, not too far from y'all. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Um, I, moved, I moved up here in 90. Um, the support has been unreal. I mean, I've had um, job offers from across the country, across the state. It's been phenomenal. It, it's an interesting thing because we started as so I got home when this went through, and I was just pissed. We were like, I went to visit my dad um, and my parents in, in Fort Worth, Texas. We were driving back, and my phone blew up. I'm one of the peer support uh, people for um, Washington State Patrol, or I was. Um, but I do a lot with mental health as well for first responders. So, um, my phone blew up. So my wife is like, okay, we're going to sell everything. We're going to move. And I'm like, okay, cool. Where, where do you want to go? So Texas is, I mean, that's my home. I've got my, my coworkers. Everybody's like, you need to go back down to Texas. Florida has been phenomenal. All these guys have been pulling out, but we've been praying about it. It's like, Lord, where do you want us to go? Show us where we need to go. And there really hasn't been one state that's actually jumped up and said, come to us. Um, I think this is, and I'll be honest with you, this has evolved into us meeting now. I mean, if we were just up and pull it and leave, none of this would happen. So I think this is what Lord wants me to do right now to, to kind of prosper, be that voice for those folks that don't have a voice. Um, and it's amazing. So many people are so pissed off. And, and for your listeners, this is Washington. This could come to Texas. This could come to, to Oklahoma. This could come to Iowa. It I is. You have to stand up, and we cannot do this. I mean, in um, like I said, I'm not an interview guy, but I spent from two o'clock yesterday morning to late last night, just doing phone interviews and view amuse um, max and just all these different places. It's been insane. And, and uh, I'd like to get a shout out there to, uh, Jason Rance and his show. It's a phenomenal, man. And his team is just phenomenal.
0: That's great. Um, well, um, I know the Keller police department, I don't know about their job openings, but I know they're a good police force. And uh, if you happen to be listening in Keller, Texas, um, Robert LeMay, decorated former Washington state trooper, uh, seems like exactly the kind of guy that you would want to hire. I don't know if you have job openings, but um, Keller, Texas or or any place uh, that is willing to take a stand and say, we're not we're not moving. We're not Budging off of the Bill of Rights. Sorry. Amen. Amen. Robert, thank you very much. God bless you.
1: You too, sir. Thank you, and thank Thank you,
0: team, and you guys have a safe and God bless day. You bet. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Greg Morris is with us. How are you doing, Greg? I'm doing great. How are you? Very good. Very good. Um, so tell me the story about start at the beginning.
5: What, what happened at the school? So the day before school started, we got a note from the Dallas superintendent of um, the diocese that said basically mask would be required. And we were shocked because going into the school year, they said that mask would not be required. Mm-hmm. So what we did is we started emailing people and said, you know, hey, can you just tell us, you know, how long will this last? Is there a policy to off-ramp the the mask? Um, What are the metrics? What are the metrics? And we couldn't get anything back. So I started a a change.org petition, and it started going out. We got about 1,500 signatures.
0: So I want want to give the – I want to read this because I think it's perfectly reasonable. Today, the Diocese of Dallas announced a policy that requires all students and visitors to all schools in the diocese to wear a mask. I feel this contradicts science. Governor Abbott, executive order and also parents choice. I want to first acknowledge vaccines are important and they are the best defense against COVID-19. There's also not there's nothing stopping students or visitors from wearing a mask. Just last week, President Biden's COVID-19 former advisor and top epidemiologist Michael Osterholm said, quote, We know today that many of the face cloth coverings that people wear are not very effective in reducing any of the virus movement in or out. Studies have shown the viral load in the Delta variant is much higher than the original COVID-19 strain that regular masks do not work. In addition, we know that students are not very good at wearing masks, which reduces their efficacy even more. There are examples all over the world that mask mandates just do not work. Most teachers will tell you that masks are distracting for the children and become a distraction in the classroom. I'm asking you to allow parents to make decisions for their families and follow science.
5: Okay. Yeah. So I sent about two or three different emails and we Got no response. And then finally, I think on the fourth email, the superintendent, Dr. Varicki, basically said, well, it's, it's clear we're going to uh, disagree. And that was basically the end of the discussion. And so um, I joined up with other parents from across the diocese and we started a, a website and a Facebook page. Um, and then we continued to write. And we basically then said, you know, we're not going to convince them that masks are ineffective and we're not going to debate the science. So what we said was, you know what, why don't we come up with a policy that is fair? common sense and middle ground that most people can try to get behind on either side of the debate. And so I actually reached out to people that were pro mask and they actually thought it was fair. And so the policy that we basically came up with was said, if the hospitalization rate for our trauma service area, which is the DFW area, fell below 15% of COVID patients in the hospital for seven straight days, then mask could come off. But if it was over fifteen percent for seven days, mask were on. So the analogy is right. Like the analogy is like, well, if it's going to rain, you got to wear your raincoat, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's all we said. And it said, if this is the policy, then like, or just have a policy. We didn't even care ultimately what the policy was. We just wanted to know. So we uh, so we sent the policy, and it was not even looked at or anything. And so um, there was a couple protests that were um, scheduled, and so. We had the protest and at one of the protests, somebody had a sign that said, stop the child abuse. Mm. And that frustrated the bishop. And so I bet it did. Yeah. So I was called in with two other dads who were seen as the face of the opposition. And we were basically threatened that if we continued to try to advocate and communicate with the diocese and the bishop, that we would be removed. um, Our son would be removed from school.
0: If you tried to continue to reach out to the bishop.
5: Yeah. Yeah. The bishop and the superintendent. Yeah. Because we knew that. Are the, you a Catholic? My wife is Catholic. I am not. Okay. And uh, my wife was actually the school nurse where my kids go to school. So it's not like we're doing this like. Wow. Yeah. So they know who we are. She's a Eucharistic minister at the school and the church. We volunteer. I've coached sports teams. So we know who they are. The other thing that we've tried to do is we've tried to not make this about the vaccine. We've tried to isolate people who are not part of the group that are, you know, kind of really fringe and, you know, want to go crazy. We're trying to stay, you know, in the middle and just ask for a policy. And then so when they, you know, threatened to kick us out, I was I mean, we were horrified. My wife was, you know, really upset. And i just said you know it sounds like you know we're being intimidated by the church i said i'm just curious like is this what jesus would do (laughs) you know and uh you know and the the priest that we met with said no you know and i just said you know why are we why are we being intimidated and you know asked to be kicked out and they said well because of this protest and i said well i wasn't at the protest so does that make me guilty by association and they said well yeah and i said you do understand the irony that i'm guilty by association for a sign that says, stop the child abuse (laughs) with the Catholic church. Right. (laughs) And uh, well, they said, well, well, and I said, look, I don't, I don't judge the Bishop and the superintendent for, you know, I only judge them for their actions. Right. And I said, I hope you would judge me for mine. And I said, this whole time, I've tried to compromise and find middle ground because I said, the moment you say mass become optional, you're going to get just as much heat from the other side. So I'm trying to give you guys a policy that everybody can live with. So then that way, You know, it's fair to everybody and everybody knows what the expectations are. My thoughts are people can take bad news as long as you give it to them and you give it to them straight.
0: Yep. I don't have a problem with with Facebook having their own rules, Twitter having their own rules. What I have a problem is they don't apply equally to everyone. And if you just have a policy, then you know what to expect. And as long as it's applied equally
5: uh, and fairly, then. Nobody has a problem. We all get along. That's right. That's right. You know, and so that's that's all we've asked for is is a policy since the beginning. So what happened after you said that? So they kind of left it in limbo. And so we left and I just said, you know, I I, I like to understand what we've done wrong. I said, because all we've done is advocate for our, our child. Um, I've sent, you know, five or six emails um, that have been respectful and polite. And I said, tell me the area of the handbook that I violated. And uh, they couldn't. And so, you know, the next day, um, I they followed up with a thank you. And I'm like, Okay, <laughs> like, now what? You know? And then two days later they called us back in and they said, you know, look, we talked to the superintendent and what we're trying to get to is a um as a high vaccination rate for um kids before we go mask optional.
0: There's there's no vaccine for kids.
5: Right. And nothing is approved for kids. Right. So I think what they want to do is stretch it out till we're um the vaccine is basically Available for kids and then they'll go mask optional. What science are they following to
0: get to kid vaccines? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) So so what is the what 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 is their real intent or what what is the the, the desire here? Is that are they really they really believe that. The kids should have vaccines or is there something else in play at play? Do you know? We,
5: we don't know. Right. I mean, we, we think that they're ultimately trying to get to where kids have to be vaccinated. I mean, we think that there's a pretty close relationship between, you know, the Dallas diocese and, you know, the local county judge here in, in Dallas. So we don't know
0: oh. what's
5: going on there. Right. They're they're very closely aligned. Um, so the
0: local the local county judge. So, you know, in uh in Texas we have judges they're not judges they're they are like the county executive everywhere else right. um and th- this guy in Dallas County he is uh he's a hard ass
5: yeah he's well and, ass. and what's crazy too is had they followed our policy mask would now be optional i mean if you look at the the rates of covid patients in the hospital we're down to 9% I mean, during the Delta spike, it was up to like 22, 23 percent. But now we're down to nine. The thing that's crazy, too, is that the Fort Worth diocese was mask optional the entire time. Houston has already gone back to being mask optional. Dallas is one of the only diocese in the state that is still requiring mask for elementary students and middle school students. And I
0: thought that was against uh, the governor's it uh, is. edict.
5: But because it's a private institution, mm-hmm. you know, and so that's our whole thing, right, is that, look, at the end of the day, You're you're a private institution. You get to do what you want. But don't leave us in limbo. Just tell us what your policy is. And then I can decide for my family if I want to stay or if I want to go. The thing that's crazy is I get emails from parents that their kids are choosing not to wear their glasses because their glasses fog up during class.
0: I don't whenever I have to wear um, a mask. Yeah. Someplace. I don't ever wear my glasses because I can't see because it always fogs up. Well, and
5: think about the choice, right? You're choosing not to be able to see what you're being taught because you're wearing a mask instead. I mean, for a kid to have to make that choice. I mean, we're seeing personalities change with kids when they come home. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. So where do you go from here? So we're continuing to try to put, you know, pressure and try to have a conversation with. What what are the churches saying? Is Is your local church? I think the local churches are supportive. Right. They I think that they're stuck in an uncompromising situation. Right. We really like our school. We like our our church. And, you know, we know that they were put in a pretty vulnerable situation by the diocese to ask us to leave. Um, So, you know, all we're asking for is a policy so we can then decide if we want to keep our students in in school. The thing that's crazy, too, is there's parents that have have medical exemptions because their kids either have asthma. They've had PTSD, some kind of trauma, Mm -hmm. and they're not acknowledging any um medical exemptions basically what they've said is hey if we're not meeting your needs just go somewhere else and i'm like whoa right and i'm like the the catholic diocese and the schools are a ministry to try to bring more people into the catholic church and uh but you know when you're just basically telling people like hey if you don't like our service go somewhere else i mean it's just i just didn't think it was very you know christian of them to do that you know
0: greg i i wish you luck thank you. I, I don't know how this one ends but we'll be watching yeah is there anything that people can do to help you
5: yeah so we've we've created a website it's a uh, parents of um you know we're looking for you know donations and try to continue to just get the words out there you know we would ask people to continue to write the bishop and the superintendent you know the big thing is be respectful um be polite you know at the end of the day whatever ends up happening, they're still going to be our bishop and they're still our superintendent and we want to work with them. We don't want this to be confrontational, right? We want to just find common sense, middle ground approach that, you know, is fair that everybody can live with.
0: Parents of Parentsofdds.com, which, I mean, I don't know why you're involving the dentists in this, but Parents uh, of parentsofdds.com is where you can go. Thank was, you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. God I appreciate bless. It. You bet. Good luck.